Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sense. I said sect podcast uh, and part three of our December to remember uh, Christmas movie extravaganza. Unfortunately, we are guestless this week as our guest fell ill. Quite ill. But as we say here at the... uh, at the um, uh, nothing nonsense, nonsense network here, as as we say at the nonsense network, uh, keep calm and carry on. Yep, we said it before. We we said it before the British government in the <laughs> London Blitz. <laughs> but uh, but this week we watched 2004's. I think it was 2004. 2000. Hold on. 2000? Okay. 2000? Oh, I was wow. thinking, I had Garfield on the mind because I was Googling Garfield <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> and Garfield came out in 2004. But yeah, 2000. Can't get Garfield. There's no escaping the Permanently. Garfield. Well, because the mayor in this movie, I was like, he reminds me so much of the villain in Garfield. And I had to just Google to make sure it wasn't the same person. It's not, but it just seems yeah, like it could. That so... is kind of similar. I I see I see the connection you were making. Yeah. Max and Odie are kind of similar too. Very yeah, exactly. True. Yep. But yeah, 2000s How the Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey, directed by Ron Howard. Also, a whole bunch of randos. True. <laughs> Those are the I only guess the two next... names plus, connected to this movie that I recognize. Plus Bryce Dallas Howard, briefly. Bryce Dallas Howard as the surprise who. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I mean, I guess the next <laughs> biggest star in this movie, I guess it would, technically it would be Anthony Hopkins. Oh, I mean, Jim Carrey, yeah. Faceless Anthony Hopkins. And then, I guess, uh, Christina Baranski, and she played Martha Mayhew. She was, she was the... Uh, the uh, attractive who, I guess you could say. <laughs> well, she was she was uh, good looking in this, so I guess like, that's not like a, a far fetched. Anyway, yeah, that um, was that was kind of, that was kind of the gist of her character, I'd say. Yeah, she was the not disgusting looking who. I mean, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, I, but yeah, then everyone else is just like, I mean, uh, Mindy Sterling is in this. She's was she's been in a whole bunch of stuff. She was like. I think she was a teacher in iCarly, and then she was just she's hang Molly Shannon has been in this uh, and uh, completely unrecognizable Jeffrey Tambor is as the mayor. I mean, just totally you wouldn't even guess that you. I totally forgot it was him until I googled. I was like, oh yeah, that is him. Huh. I don't know who Jeffrey Tambor Wait. is, but <laughs> if you Google him, you'll I think you'll probably know who he is because he's like a who he's like a that guy. Uh, he's like a guy from that thing, famous. Yeah, to quote a commercial. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. he's a guy from the thing, mm-hmm. and he's like a that guy. And he's like been in a lot. He's like a hilarious, uh, like character actor. Oh does wow, all he's been of... in. He's been in everything been... from like Disney Channel shows to full blown movies. And Psych. oh yeah, he's. That da- he's you remember him in Psych? <laughs> uh, I gotta see his face. He played uh, Lloyd French. He was in two episodes, apparently. Let me see. I know. I haven't oh, yeah, seen I... a lot of... Oh, wait. Oh. Yeah. He's, uh... 
in the show, I think he is supposed to be. I think he's like Julie, uh, Jules' father. Ah, Julie's father. Okay, cool. And yeah. it's really funny every time I see him. So the stepfather. Yeah. Ah. Okay. I remember him. I remember the episode with him. Gotcha. Or epi- one of them. Every time I see him, I think of. Uh... I think of this bit from a show, the show he was on, Arrested Development, where he would teach his children through, like, very off, like, very simple life lessons through, like, awful circumstances. <laughs> and he had the same guy who he would hire over and over again. It was like, oh, we forgot to get milk or somebody drank all the milk at the store. And so in, or, so in order to teach them a lesson, he, like, ran a guy over in the middle of the street. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> It's really funny. I'd highly recommend just looking up that bit in particular, but him on uh, Arrested Development is hilarious. Hmm. But Jeffrey Dambor is just an incredible actor. He's hilarious. He's hilarious in this. He's he is. So, this, I guess we should start off. This movie is amazing. I love this movie so much. Honestly, it's it's up there with like my top three favorite uh, Christmas movies. Wow. High it's, praise. Yeah. I think it, it's... I would say it's my favorite, but I actually I like uh, Muppets Christmas Carol a lot more. Mm, mm-hmm. So the best Christmas Carol. <laughs> I was Dawson just sent a picture of Bryce Dallas Howard in this movie, and I, uh, I I tried to look for her, but I could not. Oh my not. gosh! <laughs> yeah, she doesn't really look like herself. Well, I mean, she's got the who. Um, yeah, she's got all like the who makeup and prosthetics on. Prosthetics, that's the word I couldn't think of. Yeah, she's also twenty years younger. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say she's currently. I think she was like a currently forty-two. So she. Oh, so she was like if this her, was she was like twenty-three years ago. Filmed probably like twenty-four years ago. She was like eighteen. Bryce yeah, Dallas, so she was... Bryce Dallas Howard is the girl that was in Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. Yes, right? she's Claire from. Jurassic World. I'm slowly learning these people's names. He's <laughs> also we'll get there eventually. Uh, yeah. She's also she's Gwen Stacy direct... from, from uh, yes, Spider-Man Three. Really? I haven't seen yeah. that in a really long time. She is also she's directed a lot of stuff. Uh, she directed a bunch of Star Wars, Star Wars episodes. Yeah. Interesting. She's I guess like, become like, a really great Star Wars director. Yeah, I, I, her episodes tend to be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Again, she definitely she definitely gets it. The genes carry down. <laughs> I mean, her... Ron Howard directed a Star yeah. Wars movie, Solo. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, a pretty good. And Star he also Wars directed movie. this movie. He sure did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I, I, I love can't this tell movie. if this movie is Ron Howard or just Jim Carrey. Because <laughs> I think I think it's I think Jim I think it's a mix of both, but Jim Carrey definitely uh his style bleeds through the entire movie. I don't think there was a single person they could have casted as the Grinch that would have done as good of a job as Jim Carrey did in this movie. Yeah. It's so it's such a perfect it's so, casting. It's so funny that they basically robbed Jim Carrey of his greatest asset, which is his face. I mean, mm-hmm. he does some face acting in this movie, but under like 6 pounds of makeup. Right. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of hard. CGI. But uh, yeah, he was able to still like contort his face enough that they yeah. just didn't. 
<laughs> and the movie's better for it. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. need to they need to do the same thing and with like the mask. Like the mask. he was supposed to have yeah. it dubbed over himself, but he learned to talk with the big stupid teeth in his mouth. Yeah. So like yeah. they just did that instead. Jim Carrey's gotta be a great <laughs> actor to cast in your movie because he can make your job easier. He is the uh, Andy Circus of like prosthetics, <laughs> I yeah. guess, because Andy Circus yeah. is like the goat of just like uh, motion uh, capture. Motion capture, yeah. Andy Circus is is one of my favorite actors, strictly for just how good he is at what he does, and Jim Carrey very Andy, similarly. Andy Circus will get credited in a movie that he wasn't even in, just because being like a consultant on <laughs> motion capture performances. Yeah, because he basically he basically wrote the book on it. Oh, I'm with, sure. Yeah. Uh, with Gollum, mm-hmm. so he's like the go-to for everybody. And all the Planet of the like, Apes movies as well. Yeah, it's like, oh, there was a motion capture performances. Oh yeah, they talked to Andy Serkis about it. Because <laughs> who else mm-hmm. are you gonna talk to? <laughs> That's the guy. Snoke. He's also uh, King Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's just everywhere. Enough about a re- enough about another stellar actor. But he's he's yeah. not in the Grinch. Not in the Grinch. Oh yeah. <laughs> Or is he? He might be. I don't know. He could be an un- unnamed uh, extra. This was just before the era that made him like really popular. Right before the I CGI think... era. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of CGI actually. I guess in like this the movie. heavy CGI era where they do like motion capture and all that. I guess is what I meant. Yeah, they CGI should... some unnecessary things in this movie. Yeah, the little yeah. So um. I don't know. Do we want to do like a full thing with this one, or I don't know. We don't need I to do didn't... a walkthrough. Just kind of like thoughts on things that stood out. This will be very yeah. chaotic for people who haven't seen it. <laughs> well, I... well, this movie is chaotic for people who have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Less so than Polar Express, but yeah, it does have a. It definitely yeah. does have that I'm... nature to it. Well, this is intentionally chaotic. The Polar Express is accidentally chaotic. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I wish I wish my dad was on like had watched it before I came on the episode with the Polar Express because he watched it after our review and his his take <laughs> his take on it was pretty great. It was something he just he thought he mentioned that like the first five minutes were good and then just the rest was just unmitigated constant chaos that never slowed down. And it's like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. But it wasn't like fun chaos. It was just like chaos. Yeah. It's not like the Grinch where it's actually fun and it's quirky and it's mm-hmm. it, the the Grinch does it right versus P- the Polar Express, which does it very wrong. Yeah. Well, since we were talking about Jim Carrey already, we could start with talking about his performance, I guess, which I think was yeah. incredible. And there's a lot of mo- oh, yeah. there's a lot of moments in the movie where like they you can tell they just kind of told Jim Carrey just like get, they gave him like the general direction of what to do, and he just ran with it. Like you knew, like yeah. you know that so much of what he's doing was probably not specifically scripted it was just jim carrey oh, yeah. running with the role yeah and it just worked it's like, so well you write the words down and then jim carrey like takes a like his inflection and like adds it to the character and yeah. just basically yeah. brings it to life in a whole different way uh-huh. it's like it doesn't even like there's words you could give you can give the same words to a hundred different actors and get a hundred different performances mm-hmm. but you can only give uh you can only give one, get one Jim Carrey performance. Absolutely. Like that's the only he's, like it's like Robin being, Williams, where like yeah, improv I think is a dying art, and Jim Carrey is one of the greats when it comes to it. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's fantastic. It's hilarious. I really, one of the notes I wrote down was Jim Carrey is incredible and everything he does is brilliant. It's, it's true. Especially this movie when so many of the scenes, especially through like the first half of it, he's not interacting with other characters outside of his dog, yeah. Max. It's just him. Just living up in his mountain, mm-hmm. talking to himself essentially, and it and it's yeah. just like that's half the movie is just Jim Carrey in a room by himself talking. But he make yeah. he, he just <laughs> does such a good job of making it like very interesting and fun and weird in mm-hmm. his own way. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I I think I wrote down everything. Everything in the Grinch's cave is hilarious. Like talk about. Yeah. Like him just like talking to himself, all like the manner. It's you brought up Robin Williams, Dawson. It's very much like a Robin Williams esque performance, like uh, the genie, with like a lot of yeah. pop culture re- references. Um, Fourth wall breaks. There's as actually, well. yeah, the scene where he's uh, he's on top of the mountain, hating the Who's alphabetically. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. <laughs> in the phone book. That was a uh, loathe. Yeah, <laughs> where he goes, I loathe entirely. I say that way too often. I, I say that a and lot. There's, there's no doubt in my mind that he improved that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite. Like it just felt like one of those things. One of my favorite mm-hmm. improvisations that I'm ninety nine percent sure was an improvisation, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong was the scene where he's trying to get an outfit and he rips a tablecloth off the table and yes, all the yeah, all the cups one. and pots and pans and that was all the that, first they stay on they stay yeah. on the table because he actually he unintentionally did the magic trick and then he like walks off screen and then comes walking on and knocks them all back off the table <laughs> <laughs> and then turns back around and walks off screen again like it's 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 comedically so good like it's it's, it's such a perfect sequence. it's such a great job of knowing what to do in a situation like like he's like okay you know what I'm just gonna go back and fit and do it again, and knock them all off myself and the director credit to the director for being like you know what that's way better than what we initially drew up and just rolling with it mm-hmm. there was a moment where I knew how committed Jim Carrey was to this bit was to the entire bit of the of the Grinch is there's when he first gets into his cave. He gets into his chair and he's eating a glass bottle. Oh yeah! He goes, he goes great year as he's <laughs> eating the bottle, and there's a and he like gets he gets like a part he like pretends to get part of it stuck in his throat, and instead of like just like massaging his throat or just like coughing a little bit, he takes his entire finger with like the the six inches of hair on his yeah. finger and sticks it down his own throat uh. <laughs> to like. To, lo- to to mimic like get, dislodging it, and I'm just like that's commitment. That is that's commitment. committing to the to the bit. Such unsettling hands. Eating the, the banana peel too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. There's like there's a couple scenes in this movie that are like that where it's like, oh, you did not have to do that, but he just does it anyway. I love I love I like the quote movies just because I. I see a lot of movies a lot of times, and so yep. when I see them over again, like when some of my favorite lines come up, I just like quote them. Mm-hmm. I was quoting way too much of this movie, <laughs> like this the scene where he like pulls out the heart 
the heart, uh, the X-ray machine, oh, yeah. and he goes, oh, down yeah. a size and a half, <laughs> and he looks at the camera and goes, and this time, I'll keep it off. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just little moments like that where it's just like a little bit of fourth break, fourth wall breaking, mm-hmm. like Deadpool-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the Grinch ro- walks so Deadpool could run. Yeah. I don't know if I oh, said yeah. it at the top, but I haven't, I haven't actually seen this movie before. <laughs> This was my first time seeing it. I had seen the Are first, we like... No. Well, I had seen no. the first half of it at a friend's apartment in college, and for one reason or another, I had to leave before it was over. I don't remember what it was. I probably had to drive... <laughs> I probably had to drive someone home, and they were tired or something. I don't know. But... So, I didn't get to actually finish it, but I saw, like, the first half hour of it. So, this was my first time watching it all the way through. And, um... You bring up quotes. One quote that I used to say all the time, I used to say it um, after taking finals, is the quote, we did our worst and that's what matters. Every time we, every time <laughs> I walked out of a final in college, I'd always turn to my friends, one of my friends, whoever was in the class with me, and I'd say that to them. Well, we did our worst and that's what matters. Because <laughs> that's a genuinely how we felt at that moment. It's just so great. That opening scene... Where he's walking through the town and he's just like destroying everything. Yeah, and yeah. it's just so funny. I love the point where like when the two uh, the teenagers come down from the mountain and he's like, "It was the Grinch," and everyone's like, "The Grinch, the Grinch," and he goes, "What?" I mean, oh, oh. <laughs> that was so good, dude. I forgot about that. Yeah, that that I actually I, I actually laughed out loud watching that part because I that was that, it's like it's one of those lines that like catches you off guard when it happens. It's just like, what? Oh, wait, I mean, oh no, the Grinch. It's so good. Oh my gosh. The, um, I could just talk forever about the opening scene. He gives the kids the saws. He's like, come on, kids, double time. Let's go, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, for those who haven't seen it, he's walking around with his hood up and like a rubber mask on. To conceal yeah, his to identity. Like and he's just like causing chaos. And then he breaks into the post office and distributes jury duty invitations to people. <laughs> I wrote down, it's like, like, I want to know who got the blackmail envelope. Because one <laughs> of them he goes, he goes, pink slip, blackmail. Jury duty, jury duty, <laughs> jury, jury duty, duty, jury duty. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There was a blackmail in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, there was another one in there too. What was it? It was pink slip, blackmail. Jury, bunch oh, of jury. Dude. There was something else in there too. I can't remember what it was, but eviction yeah. notice. Yeah, that that was it. Yep. Eviction yep. notice, jury duty, jury duty, eviction notice, pink slip, blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh, that I I thoroughly enjoyed that opening scene when he's like trying to blend, tr- kind of blending in, but just also just invoking chaos around the town. Which, by the way, Whoville is chaotic as is. Like I would, oh, yeah. I would yeah. hate to live there. It just looks like constant stress with how much crap is happening yeah. at any given moment. I wrote down, I like Christmas. I like Christmas, but this place is suffocating. Yeah, Christmas is my yeah. favorite holiday. My favorite time of year in general. I love Christmas time. I'm I'm always happy when December rolls around, but just like no. No thanks. I do you. feel like that is the idea of it though. Like yeah. Uh, when I was yeah. younger, I didn't realize that like the Grinch actually definitely he's definitely the good guy. I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> <in a> narrative <laughs> standpoint, because all the who's are focused on just like the greed and the gluttony of Christmas, and the Grinch just got like the butt end of that, uh, or as a child, and then just 
turned on the whole holiday as a result. But mm-hmm. yeah, when I was younger, I was like, oh yeah, like the Grinch is just he's not a bad guy, but he's kind of a menace, you know. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it felt like that simple. Uh, but there's more some some more complexity as an adult watching yeah, through yeah. a movie like that. So yeah, you start. To... I wrote down if I got sorry. Let's say I wrote down if I had to live in a society that um. What does this say? Uh, crap, where did I lose? I lost it. Um, <laughs> I had a thing. I no longer. It was something it. along the lines. If I had to, okay, if I had to live in a civilization that rhymed, I'd also choose violence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he even makes that. He even makes that joke when he rhymes a few. Oh lines. yeah, because like the goes, movie I'm is rhyming. <laughs> yeah, because the movie like plays out the book, and uh, like we meant, like Andrew mentioned at the top, Anthony Hopkins is a voice is a faceless narrator in the movie, and he's basically saying like the lines from the actual book by Doctor Seuss. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so there's moments where the Grinch is, like, saying the lines to, like, continue it. To, like, continue the thing. And he goes, oh, I'm rhyming. No, what's wrong with me? There's, so, like, a moment where he, like, rhymes and he goes, he turns, I can't remember exactly what he says. But, like, he rhymes and then he turns around and he, means, and he goes, I mean, in what way? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> to, like, that's right. To undo the rhyme. I think he said how and then just changed it to in what way? <laughs> Yeah. There's so this movie's writing is just like Jim Carrey's performance is not is not is I'll go Jim Carrey's performance is sixty percent the writing is the other forty because yeah. there there even when the Grinch is not around there are just moments where it's just so funny like in the opening um where uh, Cindy Lou and her dad is searching for looking for pre- presents and he goes. You gotta get a fumble for your uncle, a fan for your aunt, oh, yeah. and a, a uh, like a something something for your cousin Leon. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just subverting the like it's like the rule. It's like the uh, rule of three for comedy, and just subverting <laughs> it every time. Yeah, yeah. The you're, I agree. The writing in this movie was really good because they like yeah because they had of course like the script from the book to have as like a baseline for what to go off of. And then, like, like in instances like that, like you just said, they were very creative with how they used it, and mm-hmm. that they made it work on the screen, which was really impressive. Yeah, uh, I I wrote that. Never forget the Who's have twelve toes. Oh yeah, that line was in there, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it said from the top of their nose to all the all the way down to their twelve toes, and I was like, never forget. That all one of the, every one of these freaks have twelve toes. Yeah, I'm. I must say, I wrote down that the design of the Who's is a bit off-putting. Just oh yeah, I do not like looking at them for very long. No, they are. Yeah, they are unpleasant. Very it's very yeah. much like the longer, you, the more you look at it, the worse it gets. It's like that because mm-hmm. you look at it, it's like oh yeah. oh oh like the longer you look at them. It's like you get you start to realize details about them. It's like oh, because they're like mouse-like, in a very exaggerated way, and ugh. yeah, I feel like uh, it wasn't. I feel like it's implied in this as well that like the Grinch just walks around uh, a la carte, no clothes. Uh, I go yeah. down later when he's like talking with Cindy Lou. I said, "Is the Grinch naked around this child?" I know it's it's. <laughs> Like when you think about it, like he, he's just covered in hair, so I'm like, this is borderline, like just very inappropriate. Like, thank goodness, yeah. you know, he's covered with all the green hair, 
So he he looks more like an animal than like a person, I mm-hmm. guess. But yeah, because he wears clothes in the movie. <laughs> like, right, he when wears he's like frozen. Yeah, because he when wears he's like in, when he's invited a, to the party. A, a coat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then he bothers to make a. Then he bothers. To Anytime make an he leaves the cave, he puts on clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They um to talk a little bit about the hose. Uh, I wrote down that for civilization based on a snowflake, they haven't advanced enough as they have advanced enough to have paper and coin money. <laughs> it's like there's just a few things that you just like kind of take for granted when you really think about uh the idea of just like the economy and stuff in in certain like children's movies and even like fantasy places where it's like, oh yeah, we have paper and coin money, so obviously. That just makes sense that another civilization would have paper and coin money. Naturally. Like, obviously. Yeah. But then when you really think about it, like, the level of, like, of advancement that it took to even get, even in this country, as young as the United States is, the amount of steps that were taken to go from the founding of the United States to the current day system of our uh, our cash system that we have, that... uh just like all the different steps that it mm-hmm. took to get to the where we are. And it's like so a civilization based in a inhospitable mountain range and on a <laughs> snowflake is like, yeah, we've got coins and money and enough to like have a stable economy. Yeah. That of people course. are like having goods and services to sell. Yeah. And and there's enough issues around the town to have a active police force right exactly. that's another thing they don't even self-police like they need a force yeah it's not it's like some fantasy lands where it's governed by like oh everybody's just nice because oh it's nice and then we have this one thing that's out of balance they have an active police force which brings up the question do they always have an active police force or did the police force <laughs> created around the time the Grinch went rogue and did the police were the police force created in response to the Grinch? Ooh, now we're getting now we're asking the real question. And then if the answer the answer is no, then the answer, the question is what gave rise to the original police force? Also, where do who criminals go? Uh, that is a also, good question. There are other places on the snowflake. Cause there is an active post office. Right. Lou Cindy Lou's dad, Lou, is a postal worker. That wasn't and confusing at all. And there's enough there's enough uh there's enough um need for a postal service that there are like literally being swamped. They have a whole pneumatic system for mm-hmm. uh, shipping the packages. I love, I love the, the whole design of the, uh, the post. It's like shout out to the art department. I mean, yeah, you. There are a couple things that just show how much of the coward. This is going off like a bit of a tangent to show how big, big cowards those those cowards and those uh, fools are in the academy. That this did not win a single Oscar, like. There really? are there's literally a, there's a there's a uh there's a category in the Oscars for comedies and musicals. Why is this not why was this not air? I don't know. That's a really good question. There's also a comedy there's also a, a section for makeup and art. Like look at this. The, the 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 work that they had to go through to build all this. The in the pain that Jim Carrey went through 
to to wear <laughs> all of this makeup and not to get a single nomination. It's like I understand not winning, but not a nomination. I mean, come on, people. Let's get real. It's a good. Let's get real for a moment. Let's look it over. <laughs> like, if you want to prove how big a sham Academy Awards are, that this movie did not get a single nomination or award is a travesty. That is, it's I a agree. travesty. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a difference. Like, getting nominated is like get, winning is one thing, but even just getting a nominated. There are like eight nominees in like every category, and just to throw a bone their way and be like, "Hey, you guys did incredible work." They won. Here you go. They did. Okay, so they were actually nominated for a few things. Oh, they did get nominated. Yeah, they were nominated for best costume design, uh, best art direct art direction slash art direction set decoration, which probably is kind of what you were talking about. And they actually were winner for best makeup. Okay. So right. they, I don't know if well, he, I don't know if it got screwed up because it was released in late 2000. So there was actually the 2001 Oscars that they were nominated no for problem. stuff in. So maybe you got, maybe you're looking oh, well, at I'm 2000 seeing, Oscars. All right. Well, I'm seeing, I'm seeing all these nominations. Well, still, yeah. At least they won. All right. I, yeah. I rescind some. But still, I was gonna, I was gonna say because I'm listening to, as because obviously having watched it and listening to you describe it, I'm like, there's no way they weren't nominated for anything. Like if they were, I would absolutely agree that that is an absolute travesty because. <laughs> a lot of good work was done on this movie in that in that yeah. way. For the Academy Awards, they they won. Oh, in twenty twenty, no, they won twenty twenty four. They won honorary awards. Twenty twenty. They won three honorary awards. Oh wait, what is this? <laughs> no, what is what is happening right now? I clicked on the Academy Awards and it took me to just random ones. Okay, no. Okay. Uh, I just looked up how the Grinch stole Christmas on IMDb, and then the old yeah, I was looking at the exact same thing. Yeah, and so I clicked Academy Awards, but I guess it was like whatever. Um, (laughs) Yeah, nominee best costume, winner best makeup, and nominee best art direction. All right, so at least they were recognized for that. But still, not a nominee for best actor or for Jim Carrey. I mean, come on, throw him a bone. That's pretty surprising. Because of how good he was in this movie. It's just like, come on. Another thing about Whoville is that apparently they haven't established their own OSHA yet because the sorting machine is just on the ground where someone can fall into it like Cindy did. (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, Whoville established a police force. They need to establish OSHA next. Uh, I wrote down every uh, more Chris's movies need attempted child murder. It really just livens <laughs> up the place. <laughs> Do you guys have any thoughts about Cindy Lou Who as a character? I mean, she's a child, so there's not too much I can say without being like, it's a child, and uh, she's the heart. She's the heart of the film, so I guess. She's less is annoying is. in this one than the 2018 version. She is <laughs> dense as a rock in this movie. <laughs> I wrote that's the most depressed six-year-old I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the, yeah, Cindy Lou's always got some trauma in like every iteration. Yeah, I, I remember my dad always saying that he hated Cindy. She's always Lou carrying a lot of weight because of how much of an emotionally. idiot she was. Cat's yeah. got beef with a child. Because <laughs> it's he always said she, he obviously is not doing a good thing. Why does she believe him? And in this movie, I don't know if this is the movie he's referencing or if he's referencing like the original animated version of like the book but like it's egregious because she has because the grinch breaks into her house and is stealing the tree 
up the chimney and she comes walking downstairs and then she's like santa what are you doing <laughs> and then it's like and you know the grinch is hiding behind the tree pretending to be santa so i'm like okay fine whatever maybe she doesn't recognize his voice but then yeah he, he just he, sticks he just sticks his tree. face through the tree and is <laughs> and it's like cindy you've met this guy you've met him yeah. you know that's I the wrote, grinch what yeah. is wrong with cindy. you <laughs> Did Cindy Lou forget what the Grinch looks like? I, I wrote like, down, seriously. my gosh, Cindy is so dense. How did she actually believe him? I mean, really, I mean, it'd be different if you, like, established that she wore glasses and she wasn't wearing her glasses in that right. moment. There's no but reason. She, he, she, he fully just burst through the tree. And yep. she's like, what is Christmas about? Again, hilarious. He goes, vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> A great He answer. became Batman for that line. Yeah. <laughs> Pops out, goes vengeance. Great line. Wait, but, yeah, he was it. He was in Batman just before this, I guess. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's the dark. He's the Green Knight. So the yeah, that, Knight. but yeah, she just like that. That that was the most annoying part of this movie for me was because, like I said, if he had just stayed behind the tree, I would have been like, fine, whatever. She doesn't. She's not paying attention to his obviously Grinch-like hands, and like doesn't recognize his voice. Fine, whatever. I can live with it. Then he just pops his face through the tree. I'm like, okay, this is stupid. She, you've met, you've met him. You've been to his house already. Like you know this guy. Stupid. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Aside from that, I don't have a whole lot to say about her, because you know she's a typical child in a movie, very naive, very forgiving of um, the Grinch. When yeah. you know she also memorized the entire. Who what the Who Bible? I don't know what they called it. The the, uh, the book of Who, the book of Whovian or something. Yeah, the book of Who or whatever. She has that whole thing memorized because she one ups the mayor several times in front of the entire town. It's basically <laughs> like the whole town just goes. <gasps> it's it's literally it's literally that um like that a mic meme. drop. <laughs> it's literally that yeah. one meme where all the guys go. Yeah, oh! <laughs> like yeah it's, exactly. it's literally that, but in Whoville. <laughs> One thing I didn't notice when I watched it before is he talks about how the Grinch is a term. So is the Grinch a slur? <laughs> like they're they're just calling him the Grinch, and they reveal that the Grinch is somebody who uh, Grinch is somebody who is like lacking Christmas cheer. So is that a slur? Have they been calling the Grinch a slur Wasn't just his... like behind his? No, I think that was like, his I, name, though, wasn't it? Like, didn't the kid? Yeah. Well, they didn't call him the. They didn't call him anything when he was a kid. They just never like said his. They didn't say the Grinch. They never. It's just after the fact. He was the Grinch. Huh. Well, they maybe call it, him Mr. Grinch, though, too. It could be a situation. Yeah. It could be a situation where the, the his name where, became yeah his name became uh, the title because he's the original mm-hmm. one. So like, if there was so like if someone it's it'd be like oh don't be such a Grinch. You know, you, yeah. you lacquer of holiday cheer, you. Like, don't become such a Scrooge. Yeah, mm-hmm. same concept. You know, like, Scrooge has become, like, a term for not liking Christmas now. So, like, mm-hmm. the Grinch has essentially become that for the, the Hooverse. Or <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, like, I mean, that that's, like, something that, like, not to get super off topic, but, like, in sports, it's all, you always say, oh, don't be such a whatever. You say some dude's name from... That did something stupid. Like an, anytime someone runs out the back of the end zone, what do we say? We say, "Oh, don't be such an Orlovsky." Oh, you just pulled an Orlovsky. Like names become verbs and phrases all the time. <laughs> so it mm-hmm. could it could be a situation where Grinch is his name, and then that just became the the term after the fact. I guess. 
So they're making well, amendments guess... to the Book of Who as we speak. Right. His name is Mud. His name is Mud. You get it? No. Harvey P. Mudd. He, uh, I think he gave shelter to John Wilkes Booth after he shot Lincoln. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That's not where I was expecting that to go. <laughs> and so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a saying that his, their, so-and-so's name is Mudd. Uh... Let's see. Your name is Mudd. I have heard that before. I can't think of where. Someone's but... name is Mud. It's grace. If any, if anything goes wrong, my name will be Mud. <laughs> so example of it. So you go or origin. Uh, Samuel Mud, not Samuel ah. Mud, the physician who convict who was convicted as a conspirator after he was set the broken ankle of President Lincoln's assassin John Wilkes Booth. But the expression was first recorded. In 1823, when Mud was first slang for a stupid person or a fool. Okay, so it was originally something else, and then t uh, became uh, the new meeting. Gosh. Yeah, because all he did was all he did was fix him afterwards, and he got he was killed. <laughs> I see. It was a great movie about that with uh, what's his face, Professor X from the newer X Men. Oh uh, yeah, from the new X Men. Uh, so it would be uh, oh uh, James McAvee. Boy, he uh, he plays a lawyer who defends this woman who was who was like she was like the owner of a uh, a boarding house where the Booth conspirators met a bunch of times. Hmm. So she was on trial. Interesting. For, it's a very good movie. I highly Sounds recommend like it. it. Yeah. Another incredible actor. Mm-hmm. Right. back to the Grinch. <laughs> I say, speaking of great movies. <laughs> um, yeah, so... What does he say? Oh, yeah, I got written down, uh, Smash Mouth and Bare Naked Ladies. This is the most 2000 I did hear Smash ever. Mouth. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. When? Yeah, Smash it was like Christmas during, party. Yeah, during the uh, old ladies' Christmas party, Smash Mouth oh. was playing. Oh, Yep, did not pick up on that. That's fun. <laughs> and there's another, there's another band called Bare Naked Ladies that was playing in the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the town square during the opening part at Weather, walking mm -hmm. around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Speaking uh, of the... speaking of the town square, I think the fact that the, so the movie explains that like, the Grinch. This one who lady, Andrew, you said her name earlier. I forgot the actress's name already. But, um. Oh, uh. Mary. 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 Oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's like Mary. You sound like the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, what the crap was her name? I already forgot her name. But, like. Martha May. There you go. Martha May, who. Who's, like, like the. I guess the love interest of the movie, kind of. So the Grinch, her, and uh, the mayor. He's just a normal person. Yeah, they all they all go back. They all have like history together from elementary school, where the Grinch was bullied by the mayor because the girl was interested in the Grinch for some reason. So um, I found it funny that this elementary school feud continued for years and then played out in front of the <laughs> whole city during like their <laughs> Christmas celebration, which is some real small town stuff. If we're being honest, yeah, like, it's. Ugh. 
It's like, gosh yeah. dang, this is such a small town thing to happen. Also, I love the concept of playing Jeopardy music after proposing to somebody while you wait for them to answer. <laughs> I think that's and also yeah. and also giving them a time limit of twenty seconds or whatever. And giving them a car. <laughs> whole scene is like, what the crap is happening? Also, the uh, the quiet throwaway line where uh, the mayor says, "Oh." generously provided by the citizens of Whoville, of course. And their tax dollars, yeah. This yeah, is tax what your tax dollars are going towards. Yeah. I saw a TikTok where somebody was talking about um, when your uh, foreign exchange student friend comes back from studying abroad in Whoville. Oh, goes, did you send this to me? Yeah, it's yeah. like, there's a little bit of corruption in the mayor's office, but everything, but other than, the, other than that, it's pretty quaint. <laughs> That video, that video just like made me cringe because the people who study abroad and then come back and just dog about living here again because it's just Both so much alone. better over there. People like that, I just find insufferable <laughs> to be mm. around, especially if it's all they talk about. Like if you go abroad, I will gladly hear about your trip for the first like couple weeks after you come back if if I if I see you or whatever. But to make that your entire personality for the rest of your life, like come on. <laughs> Find yeah. something else to hang your hat on. Um, what was I say? Uh, well, speaking of the Grinch as a kid, I wrote uh, Grinch Riz. <laughs> <laughs> he does have that Riz. He's got that Grinch Riz that continues Grinch. into being an adult. Mm-hmm. Somehow, <laughs> it's ever. Yeah, he never really does anything in particular. It just kind of happens. He's just really strong. I think. Was the main selling point. He is really yeah. strong. That is well established. He picks up several heavy things throughout this movie. Yeah. So talk about the let's talk about the Grinch's biology for a second. Uh-oh. He's incredibly strong. He's also a genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he created everything. Like when we 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 show it's not just like oh he found a cave. He made that cave. If you look yeah. at when the kid when the when the kid Grinch goes up to the mountain, the cave is like. Uh, it's just, it's not even a cave there. It's not even an opening. It's just a brick wall. So he went in, he dug, he mined out the in- interior of that mountain. Maybe he found like an interior cavern. But still, he had to get there somehow. So he mined his way through to the interior of the mountain. Then, through just his means of trash and theft, <laughs> created an insane machine, like a pneumatic system to like pow- for power uh for light uh, lighting to provide like i assume water of some kind i mean yeah. he eats trash but he's got to drink something mm-hmm. and so and then later in the movie he creates a vertical takeoff vehicle yeah uh, out of nothing but garbage yep he's like, insanely even smart in the, yeah in the opening we see like uh, where the kids are going up to the Grinch's mountain to like uh, oh, to do yeah. dumb kid uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. He goes and Max uses like a, a Grinch-looking uh, horn thing to like scare the kids. That thing is made out of garbage. Yep, mm-hmm. it works. It's it's ins- like the Grinch is he's insane. He's not insane. He's insane, but he's a genius. Yep, like seriously, like Albert Einstein. Level, uh, level genius of just like engineering and building just whatever. It's just insane. It really like, is. Like, you gotta get, like, 
Whoville is about to advance. Like, he, imagine what he can do with proper materials. <laughs> exactly, not just whatever was thrown away by Whoville. Yeah, it's my theory that uh, the Grinch uses his his scientific technology to discover that they live on a, a snowflake, and then everyone has an insane. <laughs> it goes insane, and the town. Uh, collapses in an apocalyptic type disaster. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay, the snowflake like... lands and melts. Exactly. <laughs> or is the snowflake perpetuated in another reality where it's just emptiness and nothingness and the snowflake just floats around for eternity? Also possible. Or is the snowflake in Antarctica and it oh, just yeah. exists forever? And so it's like, it's, it brings up a lot of questions that I don't think they had answers for. Absolutely not. It's one of those movies it's you like, have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. Yeah, it's like Horton Hears a Who, where it's just a speck. Yeah, on a... Even, on but the, they do it, they do it well, where, uh, where the, the character, the Who character in that, the mayor of the town, he realizes they live on a speck, and he just like, has a mental breakdown. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, I think it's uh, implied too that like the Grinch came from a different area, like so because like, I, he kind of gets in the way and he's like, yeah, yeah. I've seen a theory about that where uh, in the two different Whovilles, the Whoville in Horton Hears a Who and the Whoville in uh, this movie, the, the these Who's look kind of like normal ish. They look human basically. For, except for a few key differences. <laughs> but in Horton Here's a Who, they're all hairy, and they look kind of like ape, apish. So they look a lot like the Grinch. So it, I've seen the theory that the Grinch, instead of landing on the speck where he's supposed to, it gets mixed up and he goes to the wrong place. Oh, that makes... I'm, I haven't seen Horton Here's a Who, so I mm -hmm. looked it up, but that I'm seeing it now. That makes a lot Funny of enough, sense. It's another Jim Carrey movie. Jim Carrey plays Horton. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've seen that theory, and I, I like it. I it, it's fun. It makes a lot of sense, because, yeah, the in the movie, they show, like, quote-unquote, where babies come from. Basically, they just kind of glide in on these baskets, come flying in through the Looks air. It's just like your boss. That line, actually, that was a, such a great line. <laughs> there's so many adult jokes in this movie. Oh, there's just, so like, many. Fly over, yeah. fly over kids' heads. It's yep. hilarious. <laughs> that, was, that was one of the better ones, for sure. But yeah, um, so, that's, so that's how it's explained where babies come from. So the Grinch comes flying in in a basket, and lands on someone's porch i don't know who's but no pun intended but um yeah so he just and then he's just taken care of by these two old ladies i guess and that just then he gets raised yeah. up in whoville but as a very but is very different from the rest obviously mm -hmm. there are um two specific sequences there's one sequence where it's during the whovillation where uh like celebration at the end yeah, no, it's during the battle oh, yeah. where, uh, right. where the Grinch comes to the town, mm -hmm. and there's a scene where it's the it's the pudding eating contest. Oh, I think oh, uh, yeah. the fruit cake fa la la la, and the uh, fudge uh, cook off, mm -hmm. 
and <laughs> that that has one of my favorite scenes where like when it comes to the fudge and like they're just like shoving like, it into his mouth. It's not the best you can do. It's, bring it on, bring it on. It's like the best you've got. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. But that's that sequence. And then there's like where he's like dreading of Christmas of Christmas coming. He's like freaking out. He's like all the food that they're going to eat. I'm like, and then at the end, I guess there's a three sequences. Cause at the end they have the food where after they, they, the Grinch is turned to good and they have like all the food, everything, every bit of food. Like there's points in like movies where like, Food looks amazing. You're like, oh my gosh. Especially like in like Looney Tunes and old Tom and Jerry cartoons where food just looks oh, incredible. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I yeah. just wish that was real. Mm-hmm. The food in this movie is horrific. I wouldn't want to... <laughs> as That's the song true. says, I wouldn't want to touch this food with a uh, ten and a half foot pole. Like, it yeah. just looks... It looks fake. It looks gross. It looks disgusting. I don't want to touch it. Just keep it away. Burn it, burn it all to the ground. Speaking of really great food in movies, Lauren and I, Lauren took me to see the latest Studio Ghibli film, and there is a scene in oh, that boy, movie, the boy in the Heron. Yeah, and there is a scene with food in that movie where I was actually like, oh "Holy crap, I want to eat that!" <laughs> that, all, looks, that looks so good. <laughs> all Studio Ghibli or Ghibli or whatever, whatever yours. I think it's I've, I've heard both, but Lauren recently sent me something that implies it's pronounced Ghibli, so that's what I've been saying. Ghibli Studio Ghibli. I mean, yeah. Fine. Uh, all Studio Ghibli movie, all Studio Ghibli food looks incredible. Like, yeah. There is a like mo in Kiki's delivery service. She set she lives in a, a above a bakery, and every time they cut to the bakery, you're just like, I want to die because I can't eat this food. <laughs> Yeah, and then you and then you see the vo- the food in this movie. Like you said, it's like oh, oh, yeah. gosh. Uh, there's a sequence where uh, the main character cooks in Howl's Moving Castle, and it's just like it's bacon and eggs, and it's just like oh, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> I would give. I would pay so much money to eat this food right now. I would pay any amount of money. I'd kill for it. Honestly, it's just. <laughs> It's, <laughs> the way the animators do the food is just it's awful because you're just like I like I reality is lesser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh what else? Uh I I brought down earlier in the movie uh get yourself and this stands in the beginning of the movie and to the end of the movie. Ladies, if you want to know what a good man is or a good partner is, Lou, who, Cindy Lou's dad in this movie, get yourself a supportive king like Lou. I mean, sure, there's some points where he's, like, wavering in the middle, but in the beginning, he shows his loyalty when he shows up to the house, and his wife is basically, like, like, oh, the lights are off. Throwing yeah. But then it turns out that she's uh, just, like, tearing the house apart, trying to win the uh, light contest. But oh, he doesn't yeah. even question it. He's just like, okay, I guess <laughs> this is what we're doing. <laughs> like, get yourself a supportive king like Lou. Yeah, really. Like, He's just like, like all right, that... you do what you want is basically his whole that, thing. Yeah. And then Lou stays on top. Like, at the end, when the mayor tries to blame Cindy Lou after the Grinch is stolen Christmas. Yep. He, Lou stands yeah, on... Lou stands on business for his daughter. <laughs> he's just like, he's just like, she was right. 
everything here sucks. You guys all suck. My kid is awesome and does not even blink for a moment. Mm-hmm. He's just like, screw you guys. I love my kid. And I think I wrote down, uh, Lou, yeah. uh, Lou, stay winning. <laughs> very true. Yep. Yeah, he was very, uh, he was, oh, you, you're right. He was overall a very, very good character. He seemed to always do the right thing in pretty much every circumstance. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down football reference because there's a moment where he hikes the, oh, yeah. the roast beast. <laughs> I was oh, like, hey, yeah. there you go, Matthew. Yeah, football, football. let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the food, like that food looked like clay. Oh, yeah, that is, there was. was no chance a single uh, a single uh, molecule of that was real. No way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Speaking of throwaways lines... There, where uh, when the Grinch breaks into the mayor's uh, house or apartment, I guess <laughs> he's talking like, "Don't you, he's like, don't you want to be with a man who's lost his tonsils twice?" Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> such a weird flex. <laughs> Very strange flex. Weird flex, but okay. Yep. Yeah, I think he says that more than once in the yes. movie. Yes, uh, he was in his dream. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what Andrew was referencing, but he said it another time. Oh, uh, I think, the too. first time is he doesn't say it. Uh, it's when he's on stage, his like assistant is like, and when you hear the story oh, of how he lost his consoles twice, right. yep. this man is great. Yeah, the random assistant. <laughs> the random assistant that just tries to make the mayor look good constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the random assistant that like shaved his head because the Grinch shaved the yeah. mayor's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. thing. Shaves his head. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, sort of trivia fact: uh, the guy who plays Lou, he voiced uh, Tars in Interstellar. No way! Hundred percent. Oh my gosh, that is incredible. I ne- I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I think his name is Bill Irwin. Irwin, something like that. That's right. I remember looking that up when we all watched Interstellar together recently with uh, Jared. I remember looking up who voiced Tars because I was curious, but I had no idea that that was him. Yeah. That's awesome. It, yep. Uh, uh, anything else? I'm trying to think. Kind of winding down. Yeah. And then uh, I, got, I got my miscellaneous thoughts, of course, but I have like, or my miscellaneous notes, but I'm, I'm trying to think if there was anything else specific about the movie I wanted well, to like openly discuss. We can, we, we can hit all the characters, always, I think. Yeah. We can always do the classic. Yes. What this is rated. In case you don't know. PG. No, no, like, no, no. Like, <laughs> like out of 10. <laughs> oh. PG. <laughs> I think it's like a, I think it's like a six on. IMDb. Is it IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes? What are you looking at? Both. Um, I think it's... IMDb, I would guess... Like, 6.5? It is a 6.3. Oh. Yeah, lower than you would expect. Um, and what about Rotten Tomatoes? This one's interesting because you got the audience score and the critic score. I was going to say, which one are you asking for? I think the I think the critic score is like a twenty four. Oh. And I'm gonna say the audience score is like like a seventy nine, seventy five ish. Yep. The audience score is gonna be way higher, I think. I don't know if the 
critic the critic score i'm gonna say is like maybe 40 and i'm gonna say the audience score is like 80 i guess the man it's not pulling up properly i can see the critic score which is a 49 percent okay that's higher than i expected yeah there we go and the audience scores a 58 oh wow that's way lower than i expected yeah so i think this technically falls under like the rotten yeah i think it's I think. technically rotten well to that i say boo who cares about rotten tomatoes i know a boo well, to that i say we're we're living our worst anyway <laughs> we did our worst and that's what matters the Grinch probably would choose this to be rotten over a fresh tomato. So I don't think he'd rate anything mm-hmm. fresh. Yeah, it would be disgusting. They, uh, I will say this: uh, uh, this was one of two live-action Doctor Seuss movies that were made. This and Cat in the Hat, and then they refused. I forgot about to... Cat in the Hat. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk about a weird. They movie. refused to uh, let them. Uh, they refuse to let them make any more after Cat in the Hat. Well, they're better animated anyway. Yeah. Like, the uh, Lorax is pretty made, good. This made $345.1 million. Whoa. It was on the highest, the sixth highest grossing film of 2000. Wow. Dang. It was number one on the opening day. On its opening day. That's pretty good considering it's like a seasonal movie. Uh, and yeah. sixth highest. Sixth highest three day long three day opening weekend of any film behind Toy Story Two, X Men, Mission Impossible Two, The Phantom Menace, and Jurassic Park the okay, Lo- or well, Jurassic Park: The Lost World. Good grief! If that's your competition, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, the film Cat also. The Hat. Su- Cat in the Hat has the same audience score as The Grinch. Really? On Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, fifty eight percent. But the critic score is a ten. Oh, dang! Oh my! Uh, how the uh, it was, it surpassed Batman Forever to achieve the largest opening weekend for a Jim Carrey film. Huh. Cool. Uh, smashing previous high records. Uh, it was the first non-Disney film to win the Thanksgiving weekend boxes box office since Mrs. Doubtfire in 1993. Hmm. Classic. Speaking of Robin Williams, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> and a movie with a lot uh, of improv and prosthetics. Yeah. Uh, some trivia before. We'll hit the trivia, and then we'll hit the miscellaneous notes. Then we'll hit the rating, and then we'll get the heck out of here. And then we'll hit the can. We'll hit the head. Um. <laughs> uh, the scene where the Grinch is directing his dog Max before stealing Christmas is Jim Carrey making fun of producer and director Ron Howard, imitating his style of directing. Howard found this scene hilarious and decided to include in the middle. That's film. Awesome. So I saw like a, I saw a more expanded version, like where he, because Ron Howard always, he famously wears like a hat on set. He's always wearing like a hat. I think it's like a memorial hat for, mm-hmm. I think like for Vietnam or Korea. And he, I guess on one day on set, he like stole his hat and then was like walking around the set, making like imitating him. And he just like was like cackling and like eating it up. He thought it was hilarious. And so he put a scene. In the film, that's awesome. To, <laughs> to imitate it, I love that I was so curi- much. So I was curious where because Andrew, you say that phrase a lot for going to the bathroom. 
Uh, so I looked it up. Sorry, I'm like going back to I was going to say, what the <laughs> frick are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Hit the head. I was, I was, I'm just, I was curious where it came from. So like the term comes term. from the, yeah, the nautical usage where the toilets on ships uh, had that name. Uh, yeah. huh. The name came, came from, like, in the days of sailing ships, they didn't have actual toilets. Instead, when you had to go do your business, you, you would go the to deck. the bow of the ship. Oh. And yeah. you would have to hang your butt over the side. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's horrible. That is so bad. I do Imagine pooping over the side of a ship. I'll hold it for three and a half months. I'm fine. <laughs> Die of dysentery. <laughs> uh, according to Rick Baker, the prosthetic makeup Jim Carrey... Okay, according to Rick Baker, the prosthetic makeup Jim Carrey wore took about two hours to apply and that. one hour to remove. Jim Carrey revealed in the Graham Norton show that he felt so confined and uncomfortable in the latex skin that he sought counseling from a CIA agent who was who taught him torture resistant techniques. Oh my gosh. Good grief. What a grueling uh, job. The line 6:30 p.m. dinner with me. I love that. 6:30 p.m. Oh, dinner with yeah. me. I can't cancel that again. <laughs> uh was was improvised by Jim Carrey. I believe it. Yeah, that scene when he uh, runs down his schedule was a great one. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Wallow in self-pity. Stare into the abyss. Uh, solve world hunger. Tell no, no one. one. Honestly, um, given like the genius of the Grinch, yeah. I think he could do it. He probably could solve world hunger and then would proceed <laughs> to tell nobody. With myself, can't miss that one again. I can't. Canceled. I can't cancel that, that again. again. So good. What am I going to wear? <laughs> uh... But what would I wear? <laughs> oh, yeah, for the yodeling guys, like, the Grinch definitely killed that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't just <laughs> throw, he definitely didn't just throw him back in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> this is why they had uh, to make a police force for Whoville. Because... <laughs> <laughs> the Grinch stole everyone's clothes. <laughs> well, he's he's oh. just been killing everyone oh my on, the, on the mountain that's getting too close. Oh, Jim Carrey spent 92 days in the Grinch makeup, spending two hours in the morning getting in. Uh, according, according to Jim Carrey, according to Carrey, he became a Zen master while sitting in the makeup chair. Whoville <laughs> uh, was built mostly on the back lot of Universal Studios behind the Bates Motel. During a break in filming, Jim Carrey surprised and scared tourists on the Universal back lot by running out of the hotel wearing a dress and brandishing a knife. Nobody recognized him, and the tour guide at Universal Studios. We'll tell you the story when you pass by the hotel on the back lot tour. <laughs> That's so cool. Aside from uh, the part where you probably thought, where people probably thought they were going to die. Aside from that part, that's cool. <laughs> uh, producer and director Ron Howard was so thankful for Jim Carrey putting up with his uncomfortable hours, uh, hours to apply his makeup that during filming he put on the Grinch suit with full makeup and directed one day with the suit on. He intended this to be a show of appreciation for Carrie. However, when Carrie saw Ron in full Grinch outfit, he was angered, believing it was a stunt double who looked nothing like him. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. When the Grinch pulls off the sheet off the table, the silverware is scripted to fall off. Jim Carrey pulled off the sheet so well, he improvised and went back and pushed all the silverware off. Maybe my favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> Uh, in the final scene, Cindy Lou Who passes Max a plate of green eggs and ham in reference to Dr. Seuss's book. Oh, I completely other... missed that. Oh, yeah. That, I read that book so many times when I was a kid, too. 
Jim Carrey's Grinch suit is covered in yak hair, which is dyed green and sewn onto a spandex suit. And at least one uh, scene, they had like green accent lighting coming from like beneath him, so that way yeah. he'd look even more green. It was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey's yellow contact lenses were so uncomfortable that he wasn't able to wear them at times during filming. Some shots of his eyes were colored in post-production. Fix it in post. Uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins recorded all of his narration for the movie in one day. I guess that's not surprising. That's incredible. Probably like five I pages. I guess it is. Probably probably less. Just oh, reading. They, just, they just had him read the book and were like, all right, you're done. Thanks. <laughs> He's like there for another meeting. He's at Warner Brothers for another meeting. And they're just like, hey, can we get you in here for a minute? Yep. All right. Uh, thanks. Jim Carrey's. Jim Carrey's <laughs> uh, accent in the. <laughs> thanks, Odin. What? Uh, not now. Later. Jim <laughs> uh, Carrey's accent in the Grinch was based off of Sean Connery. Oh, interesting. Okay. Jim Carrey, with no accompaniment nor anything to alter his voice, sang a few verses of the signature song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, which had the lyrics written by Dr. Seuss himself. Oh, really? I never knew he actually wrote the lyrics himself. That's wild. No movie other than this has featured so many characters in heavy makeup and costumes since The Wizard of Oz in 1939. I believe that. Because most, pretty much every character in this movie has heavy makeup, except for like yeah. Cindy and Martha May. I keep forgetting her stupid name. But aside from those two, everyone else has such ridiculously heavy makeup on and prosthetics. Uh, Jim Carrey was suggested for the title role by Audrey Giesel, the widow widow of Dr. Seuss, who controlled the rights of the book. She suggested Jack Nicholson, Dustin Hoffman, and Robin Williams. Hmm. I doubt any of them would have sat through that, especially Jack Nicholson no. or or Robin Williams. Especially <laughs> Robin Williams also already being so hairy. If they had Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. on it, The Shining would have happened in real life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot to I forgot to mention this, but the song in the beginning, uh, "Where Are You Christmas," I hate that song. It's yeah, so like it's out of nowhere. Well. I wrote down. I said I believe. I wholeheartedly believe that this they added this second song to the uh, to this non-musical movie just to justify the Grinch song later on. That's very probable. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, Jim Carrey actually contorts his face muscles to get the Grinch's sinister grin. It isn't prosthetic. Mm. Nope, you see it happen real time. It's like, oh, he's actually doing that, and there's clips of him doing it just in like normal interviews too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He does it so well. It's insane. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else good in here? Uh, there are forty thousand computer-generated trees in the opening shot sequence. Wow. Oh uh, boy. Call that. Yeah, I'll call that it. <laughs> All that right. was some trivia. Mm-hmm. So now we get on to Matt's miscellaneous notes. All right. I don't have as many as I normally do because, frankly, I was kind of just invested in watching the movie, so I forgot to write a lot of stuff down or just didn't have stuff to write down because most of my notes are, like, making fun of the movie I'm watching 
and um, frankly, this was a, a uh, one of the better movies we've watched for reviews. So mm-hmm. I, it was a lot less of that. But my first note, it's ironic that you just mentioned it. Um, after watching Catch Me If You Claws, this movie is establishing shots galore by comparison. Because <laughs> there are many, many establishing shots in this movie. Um, we, it's It's hilarious that Garfield came up again. Um, I don't even remember if that was beginning of this episode or like before we recorded, but someone mentioned Garfield. No, that was the beginning of this episode. That was the beginning of the episode. Yeah. But um, we and we mentioned in that episode that Odie was extremely well trained. I had the exact same thought about Max in this movie. Like, he's a well trained like in the context of the movie, and then like if you remember that it's a it's a real dog acting in a way. Yeah. Like the things that he was doing on a regular basis, and he had a scene where he was dancing on his hind legs like Odie did in Garfield. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. oh my gosh, it's like the same scene. <laughs> um, Christmas is going to the dogs. I also like that there was. I also like that there wasn't really a scene where like. The Grinch like kicked Max out of his mountain or whatever. Like Max just was there chilling most of the movie. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoyed that rather than forcing a conflict between him and the dog for no reason. That um, was one scene where he threw him out after yeah. he came back when he was dancing, and then imme- <laughs> but then immediately after that he's like, "All right, let's build a rocket ship." <laughs> he chucks him out and his dog <laughs> and the dog house. Yeah. Um, props to the girl who played Cindy for keeping a straight face with Jim Carrey doing Jim Carrey shenanigans in front of her. That's when she mm-hmm. breaks that's when she breaks into and trespasses in his in his house. Um <laughs> I relate to the Grinch's indecision so much because he literally spends ten minutes on screen debating whether or not to go and what to wear, and I'm like, this is me whenever I'm faced with a decision ever. So I relate to <laughs> I relate to this. Um I agree with the Grinch. Santa absolutely was at the North Pole to avoid the taxes. <laughs> um, after the Grinch steals all the people's belongings and like the he runs out of fuel, he just has Max drag his massive sleigh with all of with an entire town's worth of stuff, and Max is able to pull it all the way up the mountain. So Max has the strength of like at least a thousand men, which is pretty cool. Or, or um, just one Grinch. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And then there's a thousand men or one Grinch. And then Cindy comes up the mountain uh, to see him. You hear her yell, yell Grinch, and then you like don't hear from her. And then suddenly she's like on top of his sleigh of all the stuff. And uh, as it's like about to go down the mountain, and she's like, I came to see you, but I wrote down Cindy. That doesn't explain why you're on top of the sleigh. <laughs> if you were there to see him, you'd just be walking around. So I, I believe she had ulterior motives. And then my last note is that after he brings all of this, the sleigh with all the stuff down to town again, the one officer says, everything here is accounted for. He has no idea. He can't tell. Everything's in a bag. <laughs> I call complete and utter buffoonery on the part of that police officer. He has no idea if everything's accounted for or not. <laughs> so that does it for Matt's miscellaneous notes on the Grinch. All right, let's get on to the ratings start off with uh dawson what would you rate this movie out of 10 i'm gonna give it an eight and a half solid b yep. could be better mm. in certain areas but very very good overall mm-hmm. okay. i am going you, to i'm gonna give it an eight a solid eight no decimal points 
Um, it's I I really liked it. I liked I love Jim Carrey in it. I thought that it was I thought there were a lot of great lines in it, or whatever. But like, I I just didn't for reasons that I don't even know if I can fully understand. I just for one reason or another I just didn't like love it, love it as much as I've loved loved other movies. So I have to give it mm-hmm. like an eight kind of by default, but. It was fun. It was fun, and like I said, it, pretty much any time Jim Carrey was on screen, it was always a trip. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it a nine. Mm-hmm. Love this movie. It's like one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's just a really. It also ranks pretty high on just my my overall movie list. It's just hilarious. It's funny. You could tell. Like I often talk about, there's a movie in there. There was like no heart in the movie, right. like, all these different things, like definers about a movie that just like this is a movie where you get to everybody try like put their full soul and heart into this movie. They did their best. They left it all out on the field. They just like tried their hardest and they did it. Yep. And like that's what else can you ask for? You know, mm-hmm. like it's just fantastic. It's hilarious. It's perfect. It's a great Christmas movie for kids and adults. And just, it's timeless and perfect. And that's all I have to say about it. And, yeah. So, I think this is our highest rated movie we've ever watched for the podcast. I think so. Because <laughs> I think the only thing we gave a high rating that we watched was the Kenobi series. Um, but that yeah, wouldn't, that's not a, that wasn't a movie. That was a show, obviously. So, I think, yeah, in terms of yeah, movies... Yeah, so it doesn't this, count. Exactly. So, yeah, in terms of movies, this is probably our highest rated because... I don't think we rated anything else really this high at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was The Grinch 2000. The Grinch 2000. Mm-hmm. He's got a robot arm. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Nothing But Nonsense podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, make sure to follow us to keep up to date on brand new episodes on your podcatcher of choice. Also, while you're there, why not leave a review? Hopefully a five-star review. Those are always great to read and great to see, and it helps us uh, feel good and boost the numbers of the pod. Also, make sure to hit the notifications so you can update the moment we upload a brand new episode. Also, uh, make sure to share this episode. Share it with your friends, with your uh, loved ones. Give it to somebody as a Christmas present. And it's the best Christmas present because it's free. Or give and it to so, someone you loathe entirely. Exactly. <laughs> if you think somebody will hate this, uh, if you trick lie to somebody about what the podcast is about, uh, go on a long road trip and just play this podcast the whole time. And... The, they'll either love you or hate you by the end of it, so it's a win-win. <laughs> um, uh, if you want to keep up to date on our social media with anything fun we're doing, that's the.mbn.podcast on Instagram and the official Nothing But Nonsense podcast page on Facebook. Thank you so much, and we hope you'll be with us next time. Also, a uh, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Chrysler.